0: listening to that's so strategic the marketing podcast by the social study you can check out more great content on our website at www.shopthesocialstudy.com and get tools and tips to grow and scale your business over on our instagram page at the social study underscore i'm court and on today's episode we're going to explore strategies to improve your website so that you can boost the number of consistent conversions you're seeing from visitors to your website So let's first talk about conversions and your website conversions. Most people tend to really only focus on purchase conversions when they're thinking about their website goals. There's so many other really important actions that I want you to pay close attention to. Although the goal, of course, is to get new customers and get, to, and get new clients and to increase the number of sales that you're making monthly, when you have so many new people that's popping over to your site every day, every site visit is not going to equal into a sale. People are on your website for all different types of reasons. Some are just finding out about who you are. Some are looking for more information about what you do. Some are looking for product information. Some are comparing prices. Some people are looking for answers to just questions that they have in general. And some people are maybe even looking for different content on your on your website, like your blog. So there's so many different factors, and you really need to take into account where people are landing what people are doing on your website, and how does that factor into the goals that you have for your website. So when we think about all those things, you really have to think about the intent of why someone is on your website, why visitors are coming to your website. And intent is very important in the customer journey, and it's gonna be very important to those purchase conversions that you're trying to get. So as people are at different stages in your sales process, you need to think of ways that you can help them on their journey to making a sale starting from discovery all the way down to adding to cart and completing that purchase. So all of this is why weighing those actions taken outside of a purchase can actually really empower your business to convert more of those strangers and visitors into customers. So first, as we are going through this, I really want you to just kind of clear your mind and just kind of get an open mind to think past making a sale for everyone that visits your website on the first try. So you're gonna hear the word conversion a lot throughout this episode. So I just wanna make sure that it's really clear that you understand what a conversion actually does and what it means for your business. A conversion is gonna be anything or anytime a visitor completes a desired goal or takes a desired action. So this is of course, making a purchase, adding to cart or signing up for an email list, completing a form, Uh, filling out information to give you a call, booking something through your website, registering for an event, all of those different actions. So depending on your business model and the goals that you have for your business, your conversion types will vary. So not even uh, your conversion goal may be to, to get them to make a sale. Really depending on what type of business that you're in, you might be looking for something else. So this is where you really need to think about your business, what you sell, what you offer, and what you contribute to be considered a successful action by a potential customer. So some conversions that can be goals for your business could be email signups, how many people are joining your list, uh, lead magnet downloads, how many people are clicking on your forms or clicking on your lead magnets to sign up for it, uh, click to call submissions, text code submissions. You know who's texting that number to join your text list, adding to cart of course, account registration. People are signing up to be members on your website, or even downloading apps with app installs. Then there are form submissions, content shares, content subscriptions. So somebody subscribing to your blog, uh, somebody. Uh, doing schedulings or booking for an appointment or event registrations. So really, it's any goal that makes sense to your business and can measure the success of your website efforts. So you may have one goal, you may have more goals. It's all about what's important to your business in this quarter, in this year, what is important to your growth goals. And that is totally normal if you have more than one. In fact, You want to have at least two or more website goals that you can track to help you secure more leads that you can eventually nurture and turn into paying customers or clients. So no matter what um, that goal is, nothing matters, no action matters unless it converts. This is really the only reason for your marketing and your promotional efforts and your channels like your website to exist in the first place. Your goal is to bring in new people to your website and have those people make that desired action. So what we're actually going to do on this episode is we're going to dive into some of our favorite key plays or strategies that's really going to help you boost your conversions for your website every month. So these are strategies that's going to work hand in hand to help you identify the conversion goals that matter to your brand. And then what's going to help you get people to land on your website and start taking that action. So go ahead, and get you some pen and paper out so you can take notes and let's get started. So let's get started with play number one, and that is dive into your data. If you aren't already tracking your website data using your website dashboard or Google Analytics or a Facebook Pixel, or even just your social media page insights, then you need to spend some time looking at your numbers. You cannot improve your conversions if you don't know what it is that you should be looking at. So what I want you to do is I want you to open up a spreadsheet in Excel or Google Sheets, or take out a notebook, and I want you to list your numbers from the past 90 days. That's the past three months. They're three months and a quarter, so let's retroactively go back over this past quarter. If you aren't tracking this data, you're gonna need to manually retroactively pull these numbers. So you're gonna need to go through, look at your dashboards, look at your analytics, and look through the dates. You can either set them for 30 days or the full 90 days, depending on the dashboard you're looking at and pull those numbers so this is going to take some elbow grease on your part but it's really really crucial for the rest of the strategy to come together so you really need to take this uh, opportunity to go ahead and get these numbers down so looking month to month over the past three months make note of the number of the total visitors that your website had and then you're going to break down each of the traffic sources for that total number so for example, if you had 4,500 total visits to your website, then you need to find out which channels or platform did you find those people and did those people find your site? How many of those people came from Instagram? How many came from your Facebook page? How many came from your social media ads? How many came for influencers? How many came from just organic Google searches? How many came from just directly searching for your business or going to your website directly? So often you'll find what's called referral or traffic source information from your Google Analytics. But if you haven't set that up yet, then you need to A, do that immediately so that you have this information available for you next month. And then B, you need to look at each one of your brand channels, your landing page dashboards, again, your Facebook pixel, and again, your social media insights. And you need to look for the number of clicks to your website from that particular source. So after you have your general traffic numbers and the source traffic numbers, then you can compare that information with the number of actual leads and customers that you've received over the past 90 days. Um, So, or just looking at 30 days. So if you had 4,500 visitors in 30 days from that 4,500, how many of those people became leads? Meaning how many of those people made a conversion either... Uh, putting in a website form, registering for an event, downloading um, your lead magnet, or how many of those people became customers. So you can compare that data by having that number, but it's very important that you dive into your data and look for these numbers. Now, customer, of course, that's going to be someone who came to your website and made a purchase. A lead, however, is someone with the potential to be a customer, so they may not have purchased anything during their visit, but they signed up for your newsletter. They've sent you an email with a question about your product. They filled out a contact form. They've created a new account on your website. They've given you an email address in exchange for your coupon code or for your lead magnet. These are all considered conversions Not purchase conversions, but actions they are taken to have the potential to become a purchase conversion in the future. So this is why your leads are just as important as your customers. So you do need to track that information as well. And when tracking your customer and lead data, look at what products your customers are purchasing the most. Look at which forms or pages your leads are visiting the most. Look at where your total traffic is landing when they click on your website. Each call to action that you have should be mapped and tracked so that you know exactly where your customers are coming from, where they're landing, and where they're dropping off during the sales process. So if you have 400 people coming to your website from an Instagram ad and they're landing on your homepage... Look how many people click for your call to action button on your, or your, on your homepage hero to shop now, or look to see how many people are going from your homepage to sign up for your free download or to listen to your podcast, to read your blog, to subscribe to your email list. And from there, how many are actually leaving the website altogether, or how many people are completing the steps to complete, to become a customer or complete a conversion to, um, take the steps to become a a conver- uh, customer if you have an e-commerce website you may have extra steps in this process so visitors are landing on a home page they're clicking to a shop page or a collections page or a sales page and then they're clicking on a specific product page then they're adding to cart and then they're checking out so you can see there are different steps in that process if you have a service business there may be an extra step Or you may have people landing on a consult sign-up form, or you may have people landing on a booking page, or a reservation page, or a calendar to check for appointments. Look at how many people are completing those forms, and look how many people are following through with your calls or your emails, and from there, how many of those people are becoming your clients. So all of that information is going to empower you to know where you are growing where you have opportunity to grow, where you're slowing down and where you have the most opportunities to improve that process on your website so that you can get more of those conversions. Both your lead conversions and your purchase conversions are important for you to track. So identify those numbers and doing so, they can show you in real time where you need to focus your attention for the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, or even for the next year. So you can then think, should you be focusing more on securing your email signups and growing your list, focusing more on um, improving the number of completions for add to card for the number of card completions, you know, for retargeting those abandoned cards. Getting more bookings, getting more consult form completions? Do you need to adjust a copy of your ads so that more visitors are clicking and not leaving without making a conversion? Do you need better sources of traffic to bring in more visitors to your website? Where are your customers falling off and what can you do to improve those areas? That is a question that you need to ask yourself and you need to answer from looking at that data. It doesn't have to be overly complicated, but it does need to be done. Just a simple spreadsheet or a notebook with tangible numbers that you can see, that you can track, and that you can note. These are important to your business and these are important to improving your conversion goals. So then that brings us into play number two. Entice your visitors with a freemium. So I found out both personally and professionally that pop-ups and notification call-out bars are really effective in converting your leads and your customers if it's done strategically well. So if you have traffic landing on a site, especially if you have traffic, you know, for the first time, if they're a first time visitor to your site, you have an instant. Um, But if you have that automatic pop up that comes as soon as people click on and you have a pop up that comes up, that can turn people off and you can risk your conversion opportunity. I know personally. If I'm on a site for the first time, I I'm on there to see what it's about. I don't want something popping up in my face. Um, so, time that differently. People need time to peruse the site before they're inundated with offers, even if they're incredible offers. You need to be planning on how you can best utilize that pop up on your website. So, in order to do that, in order to do that, um, you can do a couple of things. The first thing again is time your pop up for a delay. Delay at least 60% of the total average time visitors spend on your site. And if you don't know that, time it for at least 60 seconds. Give people at least one full minute on your site before you do a pop-up. You don't want to be too eager, but you also don't want them to leave the site before seeing your offer. The second thing you want to do is include images. Include videos, colors, um Anything that's really going to grab attention and grab the eye with your pop-up, use your text to draw the eye and to engage the visitor, but you don't want to be too busy. You want to make sure that it is um, related to the tone, the aesthetic, and your, your brand voice. So quick videos, introducing yourself to your visitors, product demonstrations, um, and then you include that along with your pop-up text. Those are just simple tweaks that you can do to add to your pop-up just for better conversions. And of course, you definitely want to consider your copy. Your tone of voice for your brand as well as the nature of your offer. Very, very important. And then again, who can resist the free Especially if it's something that your customer really wants, if you know your customer well and you know what interests them, if it's full of value, if it's something that your customers are not gonna find with their competitors of course they're going to want it. It can be a discount on an order. It can be a really great download. It can be access to a free course. It can be a demonstration, a free service, or even access to a private Facebook group. The key is to offer a lead magnet that's going to make sense to the visitor, make sense to your brand, and the nature of the pop-up. Because you want, when that thing pops up after those 60 seconds, you want people to see that eye-catching creative. You want people to get that very bold in your face text and you want them to sign up for that really great offer that you have. You can also get creative with your pop-ups if you don't really want to be totally in your face to new visitors as they land on your site. You can add your freemium offer as a notification or announcement bar that's at the top of your website. And that is going to stay at the top of your website and it's going to follow the user page to page as they move around the website. So this can include links to your lead magnet, your landing page, or your checkout code for purchase for discounts. So you can also get creative with pop-ups. If you don't want something that's totally in the face of new visitors, um, you can think about doing your freemium offer as a notification or an announcement bar that's at the top of your website. It's going to follow the visitor from page to page as they move around the website. So this can include a link to your lead magnet landing page or a checkout code for purchase discounts. So when your visitors leave the site, something else you can also do is use an exit intent pop up to either keep them on the page or to secure a lead conversion before they leave the site. So this means that instead of seeing a pop up when they first visit, they're going to see one as soon as they try to exit out of your website. And this way you can at least get an email or a phone number from your visitor so that you can stay in communication with them to nurture them using email or using text so that they come back and make a purchase on your website. Again, with your exit intent, you need to make sure that your copy and your design are going to be appealing and that your offer is enticing enough to reel them in towards the next step. You got to remember that people are swamped with brands and promotional emails all in their inbox. So unless you're going to give them an irresistible offer or really enticing reason to sign up for your email list, it's going to be difficult for you to see that boost in your sign-up conversions. So really take some time and think about what it is that you can get them hooked on if they're going to be leaving your site. So instead of using messages like, let's keep in touch or, Sign up to join our email list. You want to get really specific with your offer. Get specific with the value or the benefits that they're going to get for signing up. You know, get 25% off when you join our email list or get a free copy of our best-selling Instagram templates. Get a first look at my new course on building your email list. Let them know specifically what they're going to get in exchange for that conversion. And you then will start to see higher conversion rates. And then that brings us to play three, and that's putting the goods on full display. So I have a really big gripe with a lot of small online brands that sell goods or even sell services. And that is so often you have to search for really quality visuals of the product or service that you're thinking of purchasing. I, for one, I like to take a good look at the product before I purchase it, especially if it's a new business I'm not quite familiar with. And, um, I haven't really quite built enough of that. No, like trust with that brand. I want to look for any type of visual I can before I make a purchase decision. And that's true for just really anybody. Um, you'll find many, many people that come to your website. We want to see images. We want to see videos. We want to see customer images. We need to know, um, what it is that we are getting ready to purchase what we're exchanging our money for. So... We, um, we want to make sure that the products are on full display almost immediately after landing on their product page or that landing page. Um, instead of using stock photos or images that you're getting from your vendors or really blurry images that you're taking from your cell phone, take some time to invest and some quality photography, even from your cell phone. There are a lot of uh, great for Android and for Apple. There are a lot of great apps. There are a lot of great settings in your camera. Take some time and play around with the pro settings, um, and you'll find that you can really capture some really great images that can go a long way for uh, your products and for your conversions. Because if your visitor has to hunt for good images or look for customer reviews or customer photos, then you aren't giving them enough information that they need in order to make them feel confident enough to purchase from you. High quality photos should be included on every page of your website, from the homepage to the product page. Because you have to remember, your customers are not in a physical store. So they can't hold or they can't touch your product. They can't... um, find out more information about your service because they're not there, they're not in your face, they're not in a store. So they really have to rely on those photos to make up for the limited capabilities. So if you want to increase the number of people that's adding that product to your cart and then completing the transaction, you need to let them see the goods. So here's what I recommend to e-commerce and even service-based brands. So if you have a physical product, You need to upload images at various angles. Show the product from the front. Show it from the back. Show it from the side. Show it from the inside of the product if you can. Show the size in comparison to other household items or to other products that you might have. Um, Hold the products beside something that's like a common object. Um, If there are texture or material differences, show a close-up of the material. Show people wearing it so that people can see how it fits some various body types. Uh, if you're holding the product, make sure that your visitors get a full understanding of how that product stacks up against other expectations. Is it waterproof? Is it flammable? You know, is it breakable? Is it unbreakable? Get Get them as much information about that product as possible. The same for services. Show them every demonstration that they can so that you're highlighting all the benefits and all the features of their product. I even recommend going one step further and including a video. And this is especially if you have a service-based business. Record short videos of the service in action. Record short videos of your product in action. Product demonstrations and service demonstrations build trust and credibility between a consumer and your brand, especially if they're a new consumer. You're going to let them get an authentic look at your products and your services, and then that can help them make a more informed purchase decision right then and there. Because a lot of the times, since people are limited by visuals, it's going to take them much longer in the consideration stage because they're not really quite sure if this is the product or service that's really going to meet their needs. So by you supplying them images and you supplying them videos, you're going to help give the potential buyer a better understanding of how your product looks and works in real time. Just imagine you land on a product page, you land on a service page, and you see all these really great different photos, different angles, different sizes, different comparisons. Um, You feel much more comfortable adding to cart, and you feel much more comfortable completing that because you know you have a really good expectation of what it is that you're purchasing. In addition to the images... You also want to focus on a copy of your product descriptions. This is as important as your, uh, images are going to be. Actually, you want to make sure that your listings are as descriptive as possible. Again, highlight any details. If it's like texture material, the weight, um, you know, any care instructions as well as details on the benefits and features that their product may have. So the same is true if you have a service-based business. Show photos, show videos of your service in action, show before and after results, show various demos and service options, describe the added benefits or values of your service. Another thing you can do is use social proof like your customer testimonials or customer reviews. That also helps build trust and credibility with your brand and potential buyers. So anything that's going to legitimize your brand, your product, or your service is something that you definitely want to make sure that you're highlighting on your website in order to boost your conversions. If you're low on high quality resources like pictures and videos for your brand, and if you're a new business or you're a growing business, or you know you're tight on your you, you know you're, you're tight on your budget, it's totally understandable. Everybody starts from zero. If you're low on really good photos and you're not sure if that's going to be enough i'm going to let you in on something that i I like to recommend reach out to some of micro influencers These are people who take really, really great um, images. They can also be content creators. They don't necessarily have to have a large following because you're not having them post about your brand. What you want to do is you want to ask if they'll be willing to help out your business, either in exchange for the goods or services or for a small fee that's within your budget. If they say yes, yes. Send them your product or give them access to your service and let them take some really good images that you can then use on your website and on your social media pages. So the same tactic can be used for customer reviews and testimonials, too. Get them to write a testimonial, get them to record a short video talking up your product or your service, and then you can add that to your website. And as you begin to make sales, you want to be sure that you email your customer and ask them for reviews as well of your product or to ask them to post images of your video, post images or post videos to their social platforms using your product or using your service or taking your course And then that way you can repurpose that later to continue to build social proof uh, for your website and your social channels. Because social proof, as we know, is extremely important, especially if you're a new and growing business. People want to know what other people think about your business. That's how you build credibility. That's how you build trust. And those two things are extremely important for businesses that are online. So next is play four, and that is get rid of the clutter. Timing is incredibly important when it comes to getting people to land on your website and to capture their attention. So things like the page load time, um, that's, you know, how fast it is for all your information to populate on your page once someone clicks onto your website. And also a responsive design. This is when people are on the tablet or on a mobile device, your website uh conforms to that device uh, and is easy to read and easy to navigate from different devices. Those two things are critical to those conversions. And I know you heard the phrase, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And that is absolutely true when it comes to turning your visitors into customers. When someone new is landing on your homepage or your product page or your form page, you need to hit them with the information that's going to matter. Too often, I'll land on a website or i talk to a client and I'll visit their website and it takes forever to load or it looks really weird on my phone um, or it's just full of distracting images and I have to keep scrolling until I can find copy, until I can find call to actions and buttons if there is any. And that just really overwhelms me. And I know if it's overwhelming me and it's causing me to want to bounce, it's absolutely going to do that to a new visitor. You don't want this. Your goal is to keep as much of your traffic on your site for as long as possible. You want them browsing, you want them getting information, and you want them making those conversions. So that means that you need to scale back on anything that does not serve a critical purpose to your brand, your product, or your service. When users are landing on your homepage, your hero image should display your product or your service, uh, or you should have a really eye-catching Header, headline with a CTA button that's going to lead to a conversion. That's going to direct your, your traffic somewhere where they can take an action. It's going to lead them directly to a product page, a form, an email list, sign up. Um, it's going to give them something that they can do. You also want to highlight specific key points on who you are and what you do. That's it. The rest of your homepage should include information or lead customers on a journey to conversion. Again, get them to sign up for that list. Get them to shop for those products. Get them to book that appointment. And again, you need to make sure that that website is mobile responsive. This means if a user is visiting your website from their phone or their tablet, which a lot of people are. If they're finding you from social media, if they're finding you from word of mouth, from a referral They are looking you up using their phone. So it needs to be formatted to present your information clearly and all of your images should be presented clearly as well. You don't want people to um, see text or images or video that's cut off um, or they can't read or is not loading on their phone. You don't want that to happen. They expect to see all of the information just like if they were on a desktop. And not making your website mobile responsive will ruin the experience that your users have with you. And then it's going to cause them to leave your site and you're going to have a higher bounce rate with a lower conversion rate. So your site should be clean. It should be easy to read. It should be easy to navigate. It should be pleasing to the eye, so you don't want to have any loud colors, you don't want to have a lot of weird fonts, you don't want to have long pages of copy where people just have to keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. These are all the things that you want to avoid because it can drive away your potential customers. So a great exercise that I recommend is to just take stock of your website's performance. Ask about three to four individuals who you know would provide you with some unbiased, honest opinions. It can even be your customers. It can even be people on your social media pages and your audience that engage. Ask them to survey your site. Ask them to rate your site on a scale of one to five on the following categories. First category is page speed. How long does it take your page to load? Second is mobile responsiveness. Is your your site showing up on their phone? Everybody has different devices. Number three, the checkout experience. How long is it taking them to go to checkout? Is it easy for them to add to cart and go to checkout? Four is navigation. Is it easy for them to find your menu on your website? And five, product information. Are they getting all the information, all the visuals that they need in order to make an informed purchase decision? Examine the average response that you're going to receive and then address that issue and approve it on areas that are all below a four um, or five. Because what it is, is you want to correct those issues and then you want to ask another group of people to, to rate you. Doing this, making these small, simple improvements can dramatically increase the number of conversions that you find that you're receiving. And that's going to bring us to the last strategy in our playbook and that's play number five remarket to users who've abandoned your site now the really really great benefit of using a tracking pixel like the facebook the facebook pixel or an other remarketing tools um, is that you can reintroduce yourself and your products or your services to those people who visit your website but have chosen to leave during the shopping experience again The rule of seven states that someone has to see your product or your your service, basically what you offer, at least seven times it has to be reintroduced to them before they make a purchase decision. So people that's visiting your site for the first time, again, many of them are not going to make a purchase. In fact, the average conversion rate for purchases on a website is only about 3%. So only about 3% of your traffic is likely to make a purchase. The other 97% most likely to bounce. So with retargeting, you can make sure that those things they were interested in, those products they were looking at, uh, just your business in general, you can make sure that you're coming back or you're reintroducing yourself back into their feed, back into their awareness, um, and making it known that you are still here. Come back and shop. So most of the time you can get those visitors to return and complete a conversion. So either by signing up for your email list or even completing that purchase that they've started. Because people, they abandon mid-visit for a different number of different reasons. And remarketing is going to allow you to remind them that you're still there and you're waiting for them to return. You don't want to just let those people leave and just go forever. Go after them implementing remarketing ads, or using email to send uh, abandoned cart emails with incentives, that's gonna help people revisit your site to complete that conversion. And that's gonna get visitors excited to return. You can take it one step further and you can even implement dynamic cart regeneration so that those uh, people returning, they can complete their transaction with ease right where they left off. So depending on who your website provider is, Like Shopify or or Wix or WooCommerce, there are going to be a lot of different plugins and apps that will really assist you with remarketing information and remarketing automation. So we've covered a lot of really meaty strategies. And while I recommend that you try all of these in order to maximize your conversion opportunities for your website, I encourage you to start small and then choose one to see how it works for your business without overwhelming yourself. The key to consistency and the key to really implementing these strategies with success is to not overwhelm yourself. Don't bite off more more than you can chew. Try one thing at a time. And um, as you see results, you can start implementing the next strategy um, until you have a solid process for attracting that new traffic, keeping that traffic on your website, converting more visitors, retargeting your audience. You also need to watch what your competitors are doing uh, so that you can also find opportunities that you can execute better than they are. Do they have a fun pop up on their website? How can you make yours better? Do they have really good images? How can you make yours even better? There are things that you can routinely research so that you can always stay one step ahead of the competition and you can continuously improve your customer's experience because people are taking note of that. And that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. So again, follow us on Instagram at the social study underscore and let us know how you enjoyed the show. Or you can uh, let us know any questions that you have on how to improve your website conversions. You can send us a uh, an email or you can send us a DM on Instagram. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. Take a look at your website um, and really just make sure that you are on the right track uh, and your strategy is on the right track so that you can improve those conversions. Okay? So I'm Court, once again, if you've been listening to That's So Strategic, presented by The Social Study.